Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. about saying no and setting boundaries to become the authentic and empowered you that this world needs. I'm Sarah Saunders. And I'm Heather Drago. For those of you returning, thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate you and we're glad you are finding our content helpful. A quick reminder, while Sarah is a licensed professional clinical counselor, this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy with a mental health professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, we welcome you on this journey, but also invite you to seek out professional help. Go to this episode's page on our website and click the link to find a therapist near you. Today, Sarah's going to touch on some of the thought work that she does with clients in a therapeutic setting by talking with us about shifting our language and understanding the importance of talking to yourself more than listening to yourself. We talked about this a bit in our interview with Jamie and also a bit with Jennifer, who told us how she had to talk to herself in order to figure out how to create a new life. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Heather. Okay, so I remember very vividly when my husband, Justin, who he was my boyfriend at the time, We were having a conversation and in true Sarah fashion, I just kept talking and talking and talking (laughs) like I usually do. And I remember stopping and at one point I was like looking at him like, hey, aren't you going to say something? And Justin being the very calm and sensible person that he is, he looked at me with a smile and he just said, We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should listen more than we talk. (laughs) And I just remember, like, in that moment, it kind of just, like, shut me down real fast. But it's so true. As relational beings, when it comes to interacting with other people, it is true. You should listen more than you talk. That's a good model to follow. And especially as a therapist, I do a lot of listening to other people. But what I want to talk about specifically today is when it comes to ourselves, most of us listen to ourselves way too much. 
So I got this idea from a man named Dr. James Gills. He is a world-renowned ocular surgeon. And if you guys, if you guys follow me and you think that like I'm productive, this guy, he is like on a whole other level. <laughs> he has performed more lens implants and cataract surgeries than any other ocular surgeon in the world. He distributes 40,000 free copies of his book in prisons every month. And he's the only person that I'm aware of, based on Google, <laughs> that has completed six double Ironman triathlons. And the last double Ironman triathlon he completed was actually in his 50s. Wow. So this guy, he gets stuff done and he he does really challenging things. And so I was just intrigued by all of the things that he's achieved. So I started kind of listening to him and reading about him. And what intrigued me most about him was that when someone asked him the secret, like the secret sauce to his success, he said, and I quote, I talk to myself more than I listen to myself. And when I heard that, it stopped me in my tracks because it's so simple, Heather. Like, it's right. so simple, but it's yet this like brilliant statement. So most of us go through lives just listening to our brains. Mm. We, be, we believe whatever we think, what the weather's like, what we're going to eat, what objects over there on the table, you know, whatever's going through our mind in, in, a, in the blink of an eye, like we listen all day long, we're listening to our brain. We humans have an estimated 60,000 thoughts that run through our head all day. That no. totally makes sense to me. I feel like I have 60,000 thoughts going on all the time. Right? Like all of yeah. these tabs swirling, open. Swirling, yeah. Exactly. But to see that number, it's like an astronomical number. So to think of these thoughts some of them are subconscious, but plenty of them are conscious. And we're just listening to our own nonsense all day right. long. Some of it's destructive. Exactly. So Dr. Gill was explaining that if he were to just listen to himself about all the things he wanted to accomplish, he would just listen to his brain say, I'm too old. I'm too tired. It hurts too much. There's no way I can do it. And I don't know about you, but like, I don't know much about triathlons and Ironman, but with that type of mindset, that type mm -hmm. of thought pattern, you can't complete one Ironman, let alone six double Ironmans. So he said his secret to his success, like I mentioned before, he said is talking to himself more than he listens to himself. So he tells himself what to think rather than the other way around. I'm kind of obsessed with this example. I use this a lot in my therapeutic work. But before the 1950s, it was widely accepted that running a mile in under four minutes was impossible. People truly believed that it was not in our biological makeup that the human body could perform this activity running a mile in less than four minutes. So in 1954, someone ran a four minute mile. And then just two months later, two other people did it. So now in 2020, it's not uncommon. 
thousands of elite runners have done it. So for those of you that listen regularly or follow me, I'm all about growth mindset. And this is part of that, that once we recognize that it was possible, like our brain, the chemicals in our brain, the rewiring happened and we started to believe this is possible. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I hung out with a whole lot of runners. Um, and I actually had, like was an assistant for the coaches uh, with our cross country team. And I remember this was in the 80s because I'm old. But um, I remember that four minute mile was like a goal. It was like, that's achievable. And I know I'm a good runner if I work towards that goal. And that was just everybody talked about the four minute mile, the four minute mile. It was like that is attainable. So I'm going to work to get there, even if it's difficult for me. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. my favorite part about that whole story is the two month later part. It's not that one guy was able to do it. Don't get me wrong. That's amazing. But what kills me and what I love the most is that meant once that mental restriction, the thought that it was impossible had gone away. People started telling themselves again, that growth mindset, Mm -hmm. talking to themselves telling them that it is possible and that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So I talk to clients about the importance of thought work and rewiring our thinking. But what I love about what Dr. Gill's saying about talking to yourself more than you listen to yourself, it truly captures, again, that growth mindset. So we subconsciously create mental limitations that condition our brain to think we can't do something or something is too hard. So Dr. Gill's approach is so proactive because he's saying that we need to talk to our brains and tell it what to think. We are in the driver's seat. We get con- we get to control our thoughts, mm-hmm. which then affect what we do. It's like you're planting thoughts in your brain by talking to yourself, like rewiring. Yep. That's exactly it. So what if the primary way you related to your brain was that you were the boss and you told it what to think? Not Not just that you challenged some things here or there, but what if you decided on purpose, intentionally and purposefully to talk to your brain? What if you ran the conversation, you talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself about anything, your job, your marriage, your kids, parenting, your home, your purpose here on earth, the only thing holding you back from anything you want to do right now is that you're listening to your brain when it tells you all the reasons you can't achieve that. Mm-hmm. It's like you propose a project and then your brain vetoes it and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I can't do it then. But if you're talking to your brain, you're not asking your brain for permission. You're literally telling it what it's going to do. So this um, gets me all excited because this reminds me of the work I do with my clients. So I do a lot of branding with clients or we do, you know, copywriting for websites. So if they already have branding strategy, but a lot of times people don't have a branding strategy. And so one of the, we have a whole list of questions we go through with them and we ask things like, you know, where do you, where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in five years? 
yourself being their business or whatever. And we also talk about who are their competitors, who are their competitors now? Mm -hmm. And then who are their aspirational competitors? Like if you could be at any level, who would you compete with? Would it be Apple? Would it be Google? Would, you know, some really pie in the sky type brands. And, and so if you want to get there, you ha- it's it's that dress the part thing. If you mm-hmm. want to be, you know, successful, you dress that. Or if you want to have this job, you dress that part. You mm-hmm. present yourself that way. In branding, it works the same way. And so then we actually write a brand strategy that it gives them the language. We literally write the language and say, these are your talking points. These are the words we use. This is the promise you're delivering. This is your brand essence. This is your brand style. Like mm-hmm. these are literally... This is how you describe yourself. And we and then we then seed their website and all their marketing materials with that. So we're literally putting the words in their mouths mm-hmm. and saying, when you do your elevator pitch, this is the word you use. And so that helps them dress the part. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, we've seen little one person companies get their brand elevated. And I have this one company we we rebranded. And the owner told me that people like contact him thinking they're like mega million dollar companies because their brand is, it just looks apart, you know? Um, So you can do this on a personal level as well, Mm -hmm. just by teaching yourself the words to use. Absolutely. And I, I love what you're hearing is that when we start to talk that talk, we start to encompass that. And then we start to just have more confidence in what we're doing. Right. And so this is like, this is not as of a great example as you gave, because that that's awesome that, you know, that's what you're doing with your clients. But I was just thinking like, as a mom, after I had Tristan, Going from two to three was like that. That was a big shift for me. And I remember like telling myself, there is no way that I am going to be able to take three kids to the park by myself. Like, there's no way. And I was so scared because I kept telling myself, there's no way you can do that. Like, two toddlers and, you know, a newborn, no way. And it got to a point where I was like, we need to get out of the house. Like we have to get out of <laughs> get the house. me out of here. And so I just remember it, it was just in an instance. And I was just like, you know what, Sarah? Yes, you can. Here's mm-hmm. what you're going to do. You're going to, you know, pack the snacks. You're going to, you know, put Tristan in the car seat. Like I walked myself through what I was going to do. And then I also walked myself through, guess what? If it doesn't work out, like you just pack the kids back up and you put them in the car, like Mm -hmm. it's okay. But it was, it was talking to myself and telling myself, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do this. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I just think there's so many different ways that we can weave in that. I like part of that story where you weren't just saying, I can do this. It was, how can I do this? And you made yourself a little, little plan, a little strategy. Exactly. We're going to do it this way. We're (laughs) going to put this one in the car first and then this one. Yeah. 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 And, and a lot of that was just like telling myself, I will figure it out in a world of such unknown. And I know we've talked about this a lot in previous interviews and episodes is like, 
we're all just trying to figure it out. And the more that we can remind our brains of that, it's really important. In our interview with Jamie Spear, I love how she shared her word shift of changing have to to get to. Mm -hmm. So this goes along with what Dr. Gill is saying, because whether Jamie realized it or not, she's talking to her brain daily by saying, I get to show up for my job. I get to build a life that I love. I love that you brought that up because, you know, I, I, I did this, I, I did this word shift this, this week, you know, we're recording a couple of days after Thanksgiving and I, um, you know, I, even though we had smaller Thanksgiving just at home, we also made meals for like my mom and my husband's dad and like packed whole big meals for them and sent them off. And so the day before Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, I have to make this all these pies and I have to make all this stuff, you know, and I was like sitting there thinking, how am I going to get this all done? And I, I remember Jamie saying that, and I was like, no, I get to make all these pies. Aren't I lucky a, that we have all this food that I have the ability to make these pies that I can show love to my father-in-law and my mom. Aren't I lucky that they're here, you know, and it, it just instantly gave me all this gratitude. And so then I was able to pour that love into those pies and all the, all that food. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was, I totally thought of her at that moment and it helped me. So Jamie, if you're listening, thank you for being in our heads yes, because thank you. it is that, that shift is so important. And I'm wondering listeners, like what if every day we started out our day by talking to our brain, telling our brain all the things we get to do using gratitude and starting our day in that way. It just, it changes the whole, it shifts mindset. everything. Yeah. It changes your whole mindset. So if you go to our website under the resource tab, there's going to be a downloadable called Talk to Yourself. There's also going to be a link in the show notes page that you can access this. But here you will find a worksheet that will help you start practicing how to do this. You'll be prompted to fill in statements that say, I get to dot, 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 I can dot, dot, dot. I will and I am. So for my example, as I prepare my day, I talk to my brain and I say, today, I get to move my body. I get to breastfeed Tristan. I get to work. I get to do laundry. I also tell myself I can do hard things. I can survive without childcare and lack of sleep. I can eat foods that fuel my body. And then I shift to I will show up. I will be present. I will give myself grace. I will love deeply. And then we move on to those affirmations. I remind myself, I am kind, I am strong, I am love. And the, the one that I have to constantly remind myself of is I am enough, exactly the way that I am. I just challenge you to think about this concept. What would be different in your life if you talk to your brain rather than listen to it? Wow. Thanks, Sarah. I love that. And I can't wait to use this worksheet. I'm, you know, I, some of the things you put in there, I, I have to remind myself of, um, you know, every day. So mm -hmm. I know a lot of people could, uh, get some help from doing that exercise. So thank you. That you was great. You're so welcome. And these are things that I teach clients and I use in my own life as well. Wonderful. 
Well, that's it for now, guys. We'll be back in a few days to talk about how you can use creativity to de-stress and heal. But before we go, I want to ask you for a favor. We really hope you're enjoying this content. We're working so hard and we're having so much fun. We love doing it. If you are enjoying it, can you please go to whatever podcast platform you're using and give us a rating and a review? Five-star ratings and reviews help us get moved up in the podcast platform's algorithms, which means more people can find us. We really appreciate your support. And if we get some great reviews, we'll start reading them on some of our episodes. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.